Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Faith and Family. Thanks for joining us. And because the anniversary of the Protestant Reformation is coming up real soon, in fact, it will be the 505th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation. Today's show is entitled Justification by Faith Through Grace. And this doctrine of justification, how do we come right with God? How do we enter into a saving relationship with God? That was the central dispute between Protestants and Catholics 505 years ago. And you know what? That dispute has not gone away, although the interest is still great over this question. But I have to tell you there's a certain silence, so to speak, that I am amazed by. And I'm talking about the silence about justification on Catholic apologetic shows. It rarely comes up, at least the ones that I have heard. And I'm thinking like, oh, if you had apologetic show, it says, okay, every Friday of every week, we're going to be talking about justification. Because believe me, a knowledgeable Protestant, if they can be convinced of the sound scriptural basis for the doctrine of justification, everything else is quite secondary to bringing them in the faith. And I'm afraid sometimes we kind of concentrate on the secondary questions and ignore too much the prime question. Now, you're a parent listening to Steve right now, and you're thinking, you know what? I don't really care what Protestants and Catholics were arguing about 500 years ago. Now, here it goes. As a parent in today's world, you, mom and dad, conveying a proper understanding of justification by faith to your children, it's vital, it's imperative, it's indispensable, it's essential, and it's eternal life-saving for your children, and I'm out of words from the thesaurus. But this is, this is really important stuff. You know, a lot of times we look only to, like, uh, developmental psychology or child psychology for tips in raising our children or what's in a standard catechesis book. And those things are, are good and valid, but we also want to look to, to theology to see how God works in the depths of our hearts, motivates us, and directs us our entire lives. And this is why justification isn't just a doctrine for theologians to argue about. It's something essential for life with Christ. And honestly, the worse things get in our culture, the more important this is. And in today's world, I've said this several times, now we're about two-thirds of Catholic youth that were raised in the church are abandoning the faith. So this doctrine of justification is one of those things that you can help your child understand so they can get to go to heaven. And this is my experience as experience as a Catholic now for how long? Over 30 years uh, as a Protestant youth worker and as a Protestant pastor for 20 years 
I never met a Catholic who could articulate what the Catholic Church believed about justification. And as a result, I was successful in too many instances in leading Catholics out of the church because Catholics didn't know what they were supposed to be. So uh, let's get going. All right. Justification, just to make it simple, kind of a definition, it just refers generally to how God makes unworthy sinners worthy heirs of eternal life. And I'm hoping to shock you a little bit today in that I want to show you that there's actually a remarkable similarity between Catholics and Protestants when it comes to one aspect of justification. And this similarity, here it is, and every Protestant should know this, and every Catholic should know this, and here it is. Both Catholics and Protestants believe that justification is by grace. That is so essential because if you're not trusting in God's grace to get right with God, you are in big trouble. You can be sincere, but you're in big trouble, and you're not having a faith union with God. Now, Catholics might respond to that statement that both Protestants and Catholics are justified, made right with God by grace, and they'll say, no, uh, I was taught that we're justified by doing good works. We hear about it all the time. Well, let's just hold off on good works for a moment, and let's turn to the Catholic Catechism and see what it says about justification. And in my estimation, as a former evangelical pastor, now Catholic, who the biggest question coming into the Catholic Church was over justification, section 1996 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, to me, is without question one of the most important sections of the entire Catechism, 1996. And the first sentence Mom and dad, get this to your children, because it's my experience now as a Catholic and talking with Catholic youth, they don't get this. They're getting another message, which I'll explain maybe the why that's happening. But it says in 1996, our justification comes from the grace of God. That's what you need to teach your children. That's what they need to believe. That's what you need to believe. Our justification comes from the grace of God. That's the bottom line for both Protestants and Catholics. There isn't a division here. And part of the division, so to speak, arises because when Protestants hear Catholics, as soon as you hear about justification, Catholics will start talking about works and never mention grace, whereas the grace is the unifying theme between both Protestants and Catholics. I'm going to go on and read the rest of section 1996. Grace is favor, the free and undeserved help. You're not doing anything to get grace. God gives it to us to respond to his call and become children of God, adopted sons, partakers of the divine nature, and of eternal life. Now, if that wasn't good enough, and by the way, at least this is how I find my way around the catechism and such. Like I 
teach a companion broadcast on biblical prophecy, and if you want to study biblical prophecy, I just go to section 675 of the Catechism. If I can remember that one section, there's a whole bunch of sections following that describe the Catholic understanding of biblical prophecy. When you want to do justification, just remember 1996, turn there, and just don't quit reading when you finish 1996, because when you get to 1998, this is what we find. The vocation to eternal life is supernatural. What does that mean? That means God does this. It depends entirely on God's gratuitous initiative. Now, if somebody would have said to me, and of course the catechism wasn't out when I was leading people out of the Catholic Church, but if a Catholic said to me, what do you believe about justification? Or what do you believe about how you uh, get eternal life with God? And they said, well, the vocation to eternal life is supernatural, meaning that God does it and it depends entirely on God's gracious initiative. Entirely. This is the Catholic faith. This is exactly what Protestants insist on, and they don't, many, many, and I'm speaking even as a pastor, Protestant pastor, I didn't know what the Catholics believed about justification. I thought it was just basically works in contradiction to what the Bible says, and that's not the Catholic faith. So if you make it to 1996, you can just skip one and 1998, and guess what? One more, 1999. The grace of Christ is the gratuitous gift, not something you earn, it's a gift that God makes to us of his own life, infused by the Holy Spirit into our soul to heal it of sin and to sanctify it. It is in us the source of the work of sanctification. So after you come into this relationship with God by grace, you grow in grace. That's the work of sanctification, and that includes good works. But what's the source of energy? What's the prime mover for that? And again, grace. It's grace as a gift of God is the source of our good works. So you need to know that the idea of a do-it-yourself salvation, in other words, it's up to you by yourself to perform certain actions to get to heaven, that is the heresy, heresy of Pelagianism that was vigorously opposed by St. Jerome, St. Augustine, and other saints, and formerly denounced by the Catholic Church. Did you hear that? If you're idea, get to heaven, and you just ask people, how do you hope to get to heaven? I did this. I didn't do that. I, uh, And we are supposed to do things. Don't get me wrong. But the prime focus is on God and his gift of grace. And if you're doing anything worthwhile, like you should be doing, the source of that work is the grace of God, not I and me. Uh-uh. That's Pelagianism if it's self-salvation. So grace working through our union with Christ is the source, the energy, the inspiration to do our good works. 
okay? And if you're trying to do good works yourself, hear this, your faith, your Catholic faith is deader than a doornail. Now, and I apologize in advance if I offend anyone, but in past generations, many, particularly adults, but everyone with dead faith, and there's people with dead faith in Protestant churches and Catholic churches. I'm just sorry, that's the way it is. But many with dead faith in previous generations stayed in the church, maybe just kind of more or less as pew sitters. But in today's world, young people walk. They don't even pretend. They don't even just sit there out of a habit without any interior life. And if your faith is a do-it-yourself project, it's deader than a doornail. And that is very serious in today's world. Now, stay with me. We're going to do a little theology again. And remember, theology might even get you further with keeping your kids Catholic than psychology. I'm not saying don't use psychology. I've studied psychology. I find it very valuable. But theology gets in deeper. What psychology is means study of the soul. <laughs> a lot of psychologists don't even believe in the soul. But we want to get what, what is really in the, the relationship between a person and God that keeps their faith alive and enduring. I've had Catholic parents call me, and these are parents who by their own admission and by their own declaration said, we did everything right. We did everything. And I won't go down the list because I don't want to pick on anybody, but all the good things you could conceive of doing as a Catholic parent, and yet they lost their kids. And they even wanted to pay me if I could tell them, what did we do wrong? And I had a, I had a conversation and tried to relate to this group of parents. And I don't think they got it. Because one of the things I tried to share is what I'm going to share with you right now. It seems maybe a little too simple to grasp. And it can make the difference between walking away from the church due to a dead faith or having a living faith in union with Christ. All right, this comes down to a failure to communicate between Catholics and Protestants. Because Catholics and Protestants do have differences of belief when it comes to justification. And you know a main reason why? One of the main reasons why? Catholics and Protestants have different definitions of justification. And when you have a different definitions, both are using the same word with two different meanings. So you're going to have a very big communication problem. And for Protestants, justification is a momentary act. That's the launch pad when a person becomes a Christian by placing their faith in Jesus Christ. Boom. It's that blast off in Christian living at the very beginning stages of a walk with Christ, okay? So justification, according to Protestants, it's momentary at the beginning. Now, Catholic definition of justification refers to much more. It's a whole lot more than the first stage. It includes the first stage but it has several other stages. In fact, St. John Henry Newman said, 
quote, the doctrine of justifying faith is a summary of the whole process of salvation from first to last. Now, Protestants would call by other names things that are included in the whole Christian life doctrine of Catholic understanding of justification. Now, here's where the similarity comes, and you really need to get this. Protestants and Catholics believe, both believe, that justification has a distinct beginning, but the Catholic definition includes this lifelong transformation. All right. Now, this is where you, you want to pay attention. Just a couple more minutes of theology, and we're going to bring this home to your children. Okay. Protestants say justification is due to God's grace apart from works. Now, a Catholic, not so well-educated apologist, might be quick to say, no, wait, 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 Catholics believe in good works. They do. But Catholics have this thing, theologians know this, it's called first justification. And it's a term within Catholic theology, but it's referring to the liftoff stage of justification, the beginning stage of justification. And Catholics, very similar to Protestants, believe that the first stage of justification is due to God's grace without any type of works. You're thinking, you're, you're still a kind of half Protestant. Really? Listen to section 2010, 2010 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Since the initiative belongs to God in the order of grace, no one can merit the initial grace of forgiveness and justification at the beginning of conversion. No one. That's the Catholic faith. And it's so similar to the Protestant definition of justification, which is just the first stage. That's what they mean by that word. Catholics have this longer, more expansive definition, but the first stage, it's by grace. And our response to the gift of grace, which we didn't deserve, is called faith. And without faith, the Bible says it's impossible to please God. Apart from faith, there's no relationship with God. Apart from faith, there will not be any kind of covenant relationship with God that empowers us to do good works. And apart from faith in today's world, people don't hang, young people don't hang around the church if there's nothing inside to energize them, to make their, their Christian life vital and alive, they depart. So, this is where millions of young Catholics get tripped up, and many catechists and parents mess up. Let's just back up a second. I just spoke to you of section 2010 about the initial stage of justification, but it gets a little complicated in a sense that faith and baptism are what the Catholic Church looks to for delivering the justification, the saving graces to a child. So when a child's 
baptized in infancy, brought into the church by the grace of God, and in response to the professed faith by the parents, okay? Now, this is so incredibly important. There's a tendency by Catholics, well, the child is baptized. And the faith of the parents, this child is a child of God. The child is in a righteous, justified relationship with God. So we often proceed to communicate to that son or daughter the need to do good works. And there is a need to do good works, but to do good works without any significant emphasis on their personal need to grow in faith. Yes, mom and dad professed faith at the child's baptism, but that child needs to grow and take advantage of those baptismal graces and grow in faith. And if they take the fatal steps of trying to do the various good works they hear about in catechism classes and Catholic media and homilies and instruction booklets, and there's a lot on good works. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing bad about good works except when it's apart from faith, except when it's apart from realizing that there isn't a, a, such a thing as good works apart from the grace of God. It doesn't work without faith and trust in God's grace. A child needs to grow in that. And, you know, there's a tendency in any kind of church when there's kind of an attack uh, on that aspect of the faith, we tend to maybe overemphasize that. Well, Protestants want to emphasize that first step, and that's an important step, Okay, very important step. The Catechism of Catholic Church is so similar to that. That's not where the fight is. So, but because the good works part is so attacked, we blow that up in proportion to the first part that salvation's by grace. Believe me, you know, you can go to a Catholic apologetic seminars and hear everybody, you know, Protestants are wrong here, 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 and here, and here. But, you know, they wouldn't be so wrong if Catholics were emphasizing, declaring, affirming, and sharing, and delighting, and worshiping in the grace of God. And that had this great emphasis. And as a result, they would have a vibrant faith. That's the best apologetic witness you could ever have. So let's bring this down to baseball. A lot of people watching baseball this time of year. What happens when you have faulty catechesis and you maybe overemphasize good works in relationship to emphasis on grace and faith in God's merciful love for us? It would be like hitting a double and not tagging first base you're out. You're, it's, it's a wasted hit. And you walk off the field. I can't think of a better description of what's happening to millions of Catholic youth. So, boil this down. I've been to 
section 1996, 1998, 1999, and 2010. Okay? You just remember that or just start with 1996 and you'll be good. And there's just one other scripture from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8, 9, and 10. Verses 8 and 9 are part 1, the launch pad for justification. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. This is not your own doing. It's the gift of God. That means it's grace. That's what grace is, the gift of God. Not because of works, lest any man should boast. When it's saying it's not because of works, it's not saying it's not because of good works. It's not because of trying to work your way to heaven apart from the grace of God and having faith in God's mercy and grace. Okay? That's Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. And these are actually very favorite verses quoted by Protestants and evangelistic crusades, including yours truly when I was a Protestant pastor. But, you know, verse 10 is very, very much a part of the context of Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. Verses, uh, Ephesians 2, verse 10 says, for we are his workmanship. That word workmanship in Greek is poema. We're, we're like, we're God's handiwork. We're God's poem. We're created in Christ Jesus for good works. Now, the verse before says, not because of works. That's the do-it-yourself stuff. But God has a plan. He has a plan for you and me, your son, your daughter, and he has a plan for them to do good works, which God prepared beforehand. This, this God had the good works prepared and in his mind and by his grace before your child was even born, before you were born, and says that we should walk in them. We're not the little train that good could that trying to go up the big steep hill. No, this has been provided for us in an atmosphere of grace and just kind of like walk in them, trust God, live a life of faith, and it doesn't get boring. It's not empty. It's not dead inside. It's filled with the love of God, which keeps a Catholic son or daughter faithful for life. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 411 of Faith and Family. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at dads.org.